TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome back. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. Evan Giddings in for Daryl the Guru Johnson. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Hope uh, hope your day's going well. Be here for another two hours. Turn it over to Dibs and Willard, uh, Dibs and uh, Larry Kruger. Mm-hmm. Larry Kruger. We're talking about Draymond Green and leadership. And Chris Paul and leadership. And what what was you what did you say what did you have written down Chris he, he, oh yeah. Chris Paul's voice <laughs> dangerous or necessary yeah that's that's, a, that's the producer of me talking we we got to find the most polarizing way to frame this question well but I do think Chris Paul's team on this voice is necessary I, I don't do too. I don't think it's dangerous no I don't either in fact I I, I don't think it's dangerous I think it's I think it's is it uh, threatening to it might be threatening to one guy. But I think you could make a case it's needed. It's needed. So here's one thing I was thinking. Over the course of the last couple of days, we've been talking about Chris Paul, Evan, and you've made a point a couple of times to say, you know, he's helped develop a bunch of, a bunch of his teammates. And you cited, obviously, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Uh, Devin Booker swears by him, yep. saying that Chris Paul was crucial in Booker's development into the next tier. I think you mentioned, uh, who else? Blake Griffin, obviously, is somebody that Chris Paul helped nurture. And it couldn't, and we're talking about leadership and young players, and I couldn't help but then. Classic Steiny. It's like, I don't want to think about the nose. (laughs) I don't want to think about the nose, but I'm thinking, huh, who has Draymond helped develop? Who has Draymond ushered in to this franchise and they've left a better player because Draymond had a lot to do with it. Well, I don't know about left, but I would I would give Draymond Looney for or credit for Looney. Uh, I oh boy, I don't because I'll tell you why is cuz all Looney's Looney had all his strong assets and attributes before he ever met Draymond Green. But he was he was a raw late first round pick with one year of college experience. No doubt. But what I'm saying is Looney was so mature he could take Draymond's leadership slash yeah. stuff Fair. and 
and uh, uh, not succumb, not succumb to it. Um, did he? Did he help? Uh, did he help? Has he helped Kaminga? I'm sure he has, but it hasn't manifested itself in a way that's did currently. He help, did he help Wiseman? I'm sure he's helped everyone off the court, but it is fair to ask the question of who he has been a mentor for that has turned into someone that has then helped Golden State. Right. Like, although the one guy, and it, I hate to bring it up, but I, I also do think that before he punched him, Draymond did help Jordan Poole. But all of that work that he did was undone the moment he put his paw on him. Yeah, I, and I think that's... That's a that's a tremendously generous way to put it. What in in Draymond's favor, and that's fine. But but this is well, this you is, asked me the question. But this is what I'm talking about. Steve Kerr uh, talks about going into the practice facility after a game, and they got eight guys. And has anybody else noticed, real quick, who is really good with young players? Chris Paul. Chris Paul is encouraging to young players, and that's another thing. I don't. Again, I'm not saying it was done consciously or anything like that, but don't you think the Warriors at some point might have said, "You know, we got to get somebody in here to really help these young guys"? How come? Well, because Draymond doesn't really help them. He's too hard on him, and Steph's got so much other stuff on his plate. He'll do. What he always does, which is great, but it's not enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I don't think Clay Thompson. He doesn't strike yeah. me as a guy that, like, I mean, you can you can make a case the best mentor on the Warriors last year was Andre Iguodala, and I don't know if that's exactly who you want. Be, it, to me, it's hard to be a mentor and not also play. Like, if you're going to impact guys on the court, I think you also do need to be on the court, and Iguodala couldn't be. Let me just throw this out. And I, this is not going to be a topic. It's just for, I just want an answer. Uh, Draymond Green, a good teammate? He has the ability to be. <laughs> the fact that you didn't say yes means it's not universal that he's a great teammate. Do you think Stephen Curry is a great teammate? Who's a better? Yes. yes. Exactly, yes. yes. To your point. How about, how about Chris Paul? Yes. He also, But he also has a track record. And that's, that's the reason why I think Draymond right. has the ability to be a good teammate. Because and I think at times he can be the greatest of all teammates. Exactly. But he also can swing the pendulum in the polar opposite direction, right. which makes you have to pause when you ask the question. Chris Paul, it, I mean, maybe I've missed a story here and there, but I, I can't recall a time off the top of my head that Chris Paul, someone on his team at that time, has said, we got to get this guy out of here. Right. Or I can't play with this guy. Or I can't stand this dude. Even players from around the league, like you know, there's been talk about as he, he flops and maybe he he he's a bit of a dramatic player at times, but that's not a reflection of his personality. Like Chris Paul is a consummate professional. There's a reason he was president of the Players Association. Right. John said uh, the only person who's really said they're not crazy about Chris Paul and wants to play with him is James Harden. Well, that's then. another feather in his cap. <laughs> there you there go. Actually, you do want one guy who. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, take a couple calls. Let's go to uh, let's go in D. Let's go to D. D's in Walnut Creek. What's going on, D? How you doing, man? 
Hey, Stanley, pretty good. Hey, I agree with you. You know, Chris Paul, he's great with the young players. I've been watching there, everything he does, and I see him take Moody to the side constantly, you know, just putting his words of wisdom, and you can just tell it. Moody sits there, nods his head, and says, okay, and then moves on. Yeah. Now, as far as uh, Steve Kerr, we all love Steve Kerr, he came down in defense of Draymond at press conference, but you know, you can bet that the league called up Dunleavy and they put the brakes on Steve, and so he had to to say something. He he didn't have a choice. They they had to squeeze the water out of the sponge. Actually, we got a bad connection, Dee, but you're saying basically that was just window dressing something that he had to do. I I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I think... Well... When the league wants you... To do something, you'll do it. No doubt. And that's been proven this year with the in-season tournament. But also when we're talking about Draymond's mentorship, I think that there's been, like for example, someone who's gone to Michigan State or graduated and is now in the NBA, I think can reach out to Draymond Green and he would help them. I, I think Ooh. that I think that is a, a connection that he has and has shown that he does have a lot of love for Michigan State. Like Jaron Jackson Jr., I think well, like he well, never goes after him. Because he's a Michigan State guy. Oh, like I never thought of it that way. I was thinking more of as a teammate. But no, you're right. As a teammate, and and I know I'm talking about Loon or you know, but Pool before the punch and some other guys. But no, you're right, and that's why I kind of brought up Chris Paul's importance from mentor and as far as a mentorship aspect is concerned, because he does have a good track record of helping everywhere he's been. And I don't think it's fake. Like, I think that is who he, I agree because he understands how important the young guys are. If you really want to win. And even though he doesn't have a championship, that doesn't mean he doesn't understand the importance of everyone on the team being on the same page. Yeah. I I'm with you. This is who Chris Paul is. It's his 18th year, whatever it is. I mean, he, he unless unless he's the greatest fake leader of all time, and he's been faking <laughs> it for 18 years. Uh, CJ in San Francisco. Hey, CJ, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, what's up, Stanley? What's up? What's up? How's hey. it going, guys? Hey, so um, in my opinion, what I think is um, is kind of holding the Warriors back is the entire situation from last year, and I know it's a, it's a bit played out. People are tired of hearing about it, tired of talking about it. Everybody is. However, there's no denying the fact that Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole were very, very close to one another. And there's also no denying the fact that after the incident, Andrew Wiggins was one of the more outspoken warriors about Draymond Green saying he has to get our trust back, blah, blah, blah. Now, I'm not doubting the reasons why he missed part of the season last year. I'm not doubting that reason. But to me, it just seems like there's some animosity or some negative thing in the air lurking between Andrew Wiggins and Draymond Green. Because I think Andrew kind of came to the realization that we all came to, which is Draymond can can damn near go and, you know, almost fight with Steve Kerr, they're going to keep Draymond. Draymond can 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 cause a whole argument with Katie, they're going to stick with Draymond. Draymond punches Jordan Poole, we're going to stick with Draymond. So the... The pattern here is Draymond is staying whether we like it or not. No matter what we say, what we do, Draymond is staying. And I think Andrew kind of doesn't like that, and I feel like he's trying to protest it. Not really, but 
he doesn't want to give it his all. So in my opinion, the biggest thing holding us back and all this, the only thing that always holds the Warriors back is from the inside. It's always, we're always the ones that bring us down. So in my opinion, I think Andrew needs a new change of scenery. Um, he needs to go somewhere where, you know, I, I don't know, maybe put him there in Washington with JP. They can be buddy buddies again, but he's holding us back. And I think, you know, there's other players that can take his minutes and, and give us better production. What do you guys think about that? I'll tell you exactly what I think about it. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it, CJ. It is not outlandish, to my way of thinking, it is not outlandish to think that Andrew Wiggins might think Draymond Green is kind of a fool. We've seen Andrew Wiggins for five years as a warrior. We see exactly the kind of player and person he is. He's understated. He's humble. He doesn't like to talk a lot, seemingly. Uh, he's got a reluctant smile. He seems like he seems like one of life's observers, as opposed to wanting to be a grand participant. There's a sensitivity about Wiggins that's clearly there. I agree. Forget whatever happened last year. That's off the table. I absolutely believe there's a scenario in which Wiggins is like, I'm so over this guy. Draymond Green. I'm just he's just not he's not my guy. I'm just so different than him. I think that's very possible. But that's a there's a there's a leap I won't make to sabotaging or not playing well. Because those two don't that does not happen. What happens is if, if you have a teammate you're not crazy about, what happens is every day you go into the gym, you go in with a clean slate. You look for reasons to be a good teammate, and sometimes you can find those for a game, two games, five games. Sometimes you can mollify each other. But at some point, if you really don't, aren't into it, it's going to impact your performance because you're going to be like, not again. Or, and it's just that's what that's what I think is very possible with with Wiggins. He starts every game with the best intentions, but something happens. Not, maybe it's not even necessarily Draymond, but I think I think it can be, and he just kind of fades. I think Wiggins is someone that is also a professional. I mean, no his, his dad played professional basketball. He has always carried. I mean, he's been what a top prospect since he was a high school. Played at a top flight university, number one overall pick, and he's been in a place in Minnesota that I think he went to the playoffs once. Like he, he has had to kind of go through the motions at times throughout his career and remain poised and remain professional. I think it's, and I don't, I, I wouldn't leap to the conclusion that he doesn't like Draymond because of you know what he did last year or anything like that. But I do think there are probably at times, as there are with other players, where you. Conduct yourself like a professional. And this, I think this applies to all workplaces. If you conduct yourself like a professional and you see your coworker not conducting themselves like a professional and you feel like they might be getting away with something, that they're treated differently than you, it's probably hard to not that not let that affect how hard you work. And I think Andrew Wiggins right now is like he's in a slump and he's not playing very well, but I don't think he's 
not playing well because he's looking at Dre and he's saying, well, how the hell is this guy, you know, getting away with this and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, there might be some to that. I like to me, Wiggins is I, I don't think I don't think Wiggins issues right now have to do with Draymond Green. I think they have to do um, with I, I don't think they're all about Draymond Green. Absolutely not. But would you acknowledge that? And again, I'm right or wrong. Would you acknowledge or say it? Kevin Durant got a little disenchanted with the whole warrior thing. You don't say. Okay. Maybe Wiggins is getting disenchanted with the whole warrior thing. Like, the Warriors culture ain't what it was Whatever propped up to be. Whatever he expected, it's a little different. And to me, is that out? Is that even out of bounds to talk about? But I, I, think, don't, I don't think so. No, but when Everybody's you're someone to that's out when what's going on with Wiggins. When you're someone that's not homegrown, I also think that if you're introduced to a location and you get close to immediate success, like Andrew Wiggins was a part of a championship team. You then also have a reference point for every future season. If it ain't that, you're wondering, well, like, is it, how come it's not championship? You know, like, Curry, Dre, and Clay have, like, they've been here from the beginning of this thing. They've built it, and now they might see it fall or they might see it be extended. Who knows? But Wiggins came into this thing during the middle of it. And in fact, he came into it at a, like, kind of an inflection point. Okay. So he is kind of used to this thing being all over the place and so he sees this might not be the championship year culture wise and it makes it more difficult to go to work no doubt absolutely in Draymond's words because he said it was hard to go to work last year right I I mean I I think there's nobody saying that that there's an issue or nobody's saying they have a beef but just like I don't think Draymond just like I don't think Kevin Durant left because of Draymond, um, I think it was. You're saying he didn't help. Like he was part <laughs> of the whole reason why Kevin Durant left. Yeah, there were there was many many reasons because there's never never just one, but well, part of it was Draymond. Yeah, and just like I don't think last season was a non-championship year was a lost year because of Draymond. I think there was a lot of things that happened. And if the Warriors don't win the championship this year, they don't make a run. It won't be because of just Draymond. It's going to be because of a lot of different reasons. And hopefully, to Stephen Curry's point, because I think this is where Steph does lead behind the scenes, if we're talking about leadership, I do think he is trying to do everything in his power to make sure if the Warriors don't get it done, it will be because of basketball. It won't be right. because of uh, you know a friction in the locker room or someone missing games or getting suspended. And maybe that's why we also heard Kerr's tone flip because he also realizes, dude, if this thing is going to come to an end, if the future is not going to be certain and I might not be here or I might or Clay this, that, or the other, I want it to be because a team in a seven-round series beat us, not because we beat ourselves. Let's go to uh, let's go to Austin. Austin's in San Jose. What's going on, Austin? How you doing, man? Hey, fellas. Good to talk to you guys. Listen, up. Uh, if you guys don't mind, I want to push back a little bit on the whole mentorship thing, which I've always kind of troubled, been a little bit troubled with. Uh, this notion that guys, some guys in the locker room are mentors and others aren't. I, I don't know that I buy that. I think it's really more of a media thing, and and certainly uh, 
Stein, you may be able to differ since you did cover teams, but uh, to me, uh, it's about different. It's about individuals. Some some guys gravitate more towards uh, being mentored, and others don't. It doesn't make you bad or good. Um, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that Draymond isn't a good mentor because he's had issues with certain players. There might be guys that actually see Draymond as a mentor, even given the disposition and everything else. So I think we have to be careful about assuming from the outside who good mentors are. And the second thing is Chris Paul. You guys are selling Chris Paul like he's an angel. Chris Paul had run-ins with coaches and other players throughout his career. So I think, you know, he's, yeah, he's an elder statesman now in the locker room, but I wouldn't go assuming that Chris Paul is this overall mentor that you guys are kind of selling it. Well, That's I, all I had, guys. Thanks. I, if, thanks. Appreciate it, Austin. I think if you, I think if you polled NBA players and said, uh, list the five most respected peers, I think Chris Paul would show up in the top five. I think so. Oh, and and to, like, but his point is throughout his career, he hasn't been the angel we're making him out to be now. Which, you know, is fine. It like he's had, uh, you know, reported uh, arguments with like Steve Ballmer, Doc Rivers. I think he told Monty Williams off one time. Um, but I I can't recall a time in which Chris Paul has come into a situation and been an issue. Now there might be a honeymoon period and then it fades, which is something callers have kind of uh, illustrated to us in in recent weeks. Like we're getting too ahead of ourselves with with Chris Paul. But I think Chris Paul is after last season and everything that happened with locker room issues. Like I, I do think he is someone. That the Warriors identified and said that guy can help us get back on track, and so far I don't see a reason to believe that he hasn't helped them get back on track. Chris Paul, yeah. Chris Paul's been more of a positive this year than Draymond Green. I would agree. I mean, Chris Paul's been a better teammate this year than Draymond Green. I'd agree. Chris Paul, by default, has been a better leader. He's been on and the court more because he's been on the court more. He's been a better player. And that, like, that's the part where that's kind of what I mean about Chris Paul. He's just going to do what he does, which is come in and be the consummate professional. It's a, like, so now you got him and Steph Curry. So you don't, you don't have to grab Draymond by the, the shoulder and say, <laughs> get in here. But you also don't have to go begging to him. When your only way of doing something is the right way, I also think too, just leading by example, having someone that has been outside of the organization and comes in could also push someone like Draymond after he gets over this suspension. Could push him to be a, a better leader or mentor. And you know, when you see a guy that's calling practices that hasn't been here before but appears to be positively affecting your locker room, hopefully that has a like a permeating vibe. Hopefully that's something that is infectious. And I think that could be another way that the Warriors can dig themselves out of this sub-500 start. Uh, fair enough. All right, on the other side, I'm going to take some more of your calls. We're going to talk more about uh, the Golden State Warriors. We'll also get into the uh, Seahawks. Seahawks versus the San Francisco Tough 49ers. Tough road game tomorrow, Stanley. That game is tomorrow. Tough and- road game. Yes, uh, we will get into that at, uh, well, we'll get into that whatever we damn well please, but we definitely are going to get into it <laughs> at 1.30 uh, when we talk to K.J. Wright, former Seahawk linebacker. You're listening to 95.7 The Game. 
TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Well, tell us what it is, damn it. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. Tell us what it is. All righty. Steiny and Evan with you. What is it, 1 or 12.30? Oh, it's only 12.30. Simmer. Thought it was 1. Coming up in an hour. Uh, KJ Wright. Super Bowl winning linebacker, Seattle Seahawks. Could tell us exactly how tough of a road game it's going to be for the Niners tomorrow. How would you like to uh, host that interview? Uh, Sure. You want to do that? Yeah, I can bring in KJ. Okay, cool. If that's okay. And ask the first question? Yeah. It, yeah, absolutely. Cool. Let's do that for uh for By the KJ. way, that you didn't tell me that before. He's asking me right now yeah, on the no, air I am. live. I am. Yeah, I got you. I'm a big boy. So can you indulge me for a second? Yeah, I got a little story. Always. Oh, I'm glad Lucas is here too. Well, is it gonna be a story or a parable? I don't know what I don't know what it's gonna be. But All it's right. you know, and shout out Duck Sauce, one of the greatest listeners of all time and a guy who's turned into a sage uh, in my life and he says you know just don't don't worry about you know some of the negativity and i i it, when draymond green's name comes up uh there's a portion of people out there uh, nicole diaz and uh, zawicki in particular and they yeah, they think i'm a hater and they think i can't stand him and i just got something against him and it's personal and i it's just, it's not. But then I thought, but there is something. Oh, boy. There is something about what they're saying, perhaps, that I must acknowledge. Maybe I do speak of Draymond Green in a different kind of way or tone. So I got to thinking, one of my firm beliefs, you all know I played little itty bitty Division three basketball, right? Yeah. D3. D3. Little, itty, bitty, teeny, weeny, Division three basketball. Long way from the NBA. But I do believe there are things that you can compare when it comes to sports. And one of the things that I believe is, I could never equate, you know, my little, itty, bitty, teeny, weeny, Division three career. I could never relate to, to money that the pros are making, right? But I but I do believe in my little itty bitty teeny weeny Division three career. Yeah, there are some things that at least translate to some degree, such as 
team dynamics. In other words, I think there's a comparison. If you've been on a team at any level, there's judgments you can make then about other team dynamics. So what if I told you that in my little itty bitty teeny weeny little <laughs> Division Three career, yeah. I had some I had some of the same traits as Draymond Green. I did. Got okay. suspended. You got suspended in college by by the team, like a person, like a team suspension. Well, I I quit and then I got suspended. <laughs> so it's right. kind of both. For a short period of time. Okay. I, I, I never got technical fouls, but... Early in the career? No, I, I, I didn't get technical fouls, but I was uh, a little volatile. Oh, you? Yeah. Volatile? And during my, four, during my four years at my itty-bitty little teeny-weeny Division three career, when I was there, I was like, I'm a good teammate. They, they, everybody knows I want to win because mm-hmm. oh, I did. Because if I didn't win, I was a little had a little temper. And so it wasn't until after I was done playing that I realized, yeah, I, I, I did actually hurt. I hurt some of the teams I was on. Actually, I thought I was a win at all cost guy. Well, I was if it was all going my way. So, but it took me a while to realize that. So that's why when I look at Draymond Green, believe it or not, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but maybe I would have 20 years ago, but I know now that, I believe now that what he's doing is a detriment in terms of what he could be doing. And so from that way of speaking, I do believe that he's, he's not helping the Warriors. Right now. As, as much as he could, should, or should have in a perfect world. Well, and that's the question I was going to ask you about your itty-bitty D3 career. I, I had one also, so. Bloop. But I was going to ask you if you felt like you were more of a thank you. If you were more of a detriment to your team because of your attitude, then you help the team with your win-at-all-costs attitude. Because that, that's always the balance you have to find. And I do right. think Draymond undoubtedly has a case. And I think everyone would admit he's helped them more than he's hurt them over his time in Golden State. I don't think that's outlandish. Like He's got four rings. He's, right, a, big, but, he's a huge part of it. But, look, let's say... But right now that, is what you're saying. He's been... He hasn't helped them as much as he hurt them. Well, uh, it's not a matter of help and hurt. It's a matter of, let's say, as a player, he's always going to help you. But he could help you more if he brought more self-control. So he's leaving leaving some of his game on the table. And and because of the, the, the kind of teammate he is... There may be other players on the team, not all, who, because you're that way, you're not helping your teammates be uh, uh, reach their potential. Can you allow me to take the other side? So, example, like, like I, had, I had a teammate, Ed Lackman, 
Yeah, I did not help him like I should have helped him. Poor Ed. I was too critical of Ed Lackman. Chris Paul wouldn't have done that. And you know what? Ed Lackman would have been a better player with Chris Paul, probably. So I know that sometimes what Draymond does probably doesn't help. There it is. That's why I'm tough on Draymond. But, and this is one one thing I've learned from you, is how to be a contrarian. Yeah. I think part of it, like, yeah, Draymond isn't the, isn't the leader that Chris Paul is in the same way. But I also think that he would tell you, well, I, I don't know, but I think also a lot of people would tell you that if Draymond tried to reel that fire in, in regards to helping the team, that he also might not be the same player. And so you you do have to balance the fire with the production and the potential consequences of hurting your team. Like, Draymond Green throughout the years has done things that have hurt the Warriors. He's also done things that I believe outweigh, in his mind, the parts in which he's hurt the team. Right. Like, he's given you incredible production. He's given you a defensive player of the year. He's given you four titles. He's given you just, you know, generational, quite frankly, defense. And I don't think he would be that player if he also had to think about restricting the characteristics that you are now viewing as a downfall. Yeah. So, and I think it's also one of the reasons why, not to stroke you, but as a player, you probably helped your team more than you hurt your team. Because that part of you also allowed you to be the player you were. Absolutely. But still left some money on the table. Still wish you would have done some things differently. Not all of us can be Curry. Not all of us can be CP3. That's true. But at the moment you stop helping your team is when the conversation begins. And I don't think we've gotten there yet. Fair enough. Dallas! Dallas is in Oakland! What's going on, Dallas? How you doing, man? Dallas! Alright, let's go to uh, Chucky. It's like the Cowboys in the Bay Area didn't show up. Chucky. That's a four. Chucky in uh, Oakland. What's up, Chucky? How you doing, man? I'm doing fine, thanks. Uh, I got a couple of questions I want to ask you. you uh, first, I'll make my comment on uh, Draymond. And happy Thanksgiving to you. Yeah. Thanks, Chuck. Absolutely. And Thanks, Chucky. Also, the Daryl, the Guru, Josh, and all of you have safe travels. You know, as far as Draymond, when I called a couple, uh, a couple of calls ago to Sean and you, right, when I said that the Warriors would be a much better team if uh, Draymond had developed a, that little 215 shots and would have defended the playoff of them, yeah. that, you know, uh, it would help the team. And you said, oh, man, you said, it's too late. As long as he's been in the league, it's too late. And I'm saying the same thing about his behaviorism. I don't think he's going to change. I think he lied to Joe Lakeham when he got there 4 for 100. I think he told Lakeham that he was going to tone it back, and he didn't stick to his word. But if I may, if I may digress, I wanted to ask, is it coincidental, or is it something to read into Wiggins playing better since Draymond been on his suspension? And also, do you have a take? I uh, hope you have a take on um, Angel Reese and the LSU Tigers. Thank you very much. Oh, boy. Oh, we were actually talking about that. <laughs> we, we were. Trying you know to figure what? Out too. Shoot, though. I remember I said when we were looking at it, so has she 
not played in a in one or more games, or was she just sat in a close game because she was pulled out by her coach? I I should have been I should know more of the details. Well, the the quote that made well, you it can a, look and help me, John, right now. Yeah, the the well, I think the quote. To that, be fair, I don't think a lot of people in the nation know the details. Yeah, but I kind of think Which it's is inter- the I, story. Yeah, I kind of think it's interesting because the head coach has told reporters, and it, that's right. what went viral and called attention to it because someone asked about Angel Reese's absence, right? And she said, "I'm not telling you." Basically. Angel Reese, among the best college women's players, national in the champion country, last year, won yeah. the national championship last year, also became you know. Even bigger because of the waving in front of the yeah waving face yeah that that whole thing yeah Um, and I guess she she's hasn't been playing and what's her name Kim Mulkey Kim Mulkey said yeah you know that's a I could tell you but I'm I I don't want to and I'm not gonna because we're gonna keep it in house and it's like look these, these are kids my kids and you know if I if you disciplined your kid you'd want you don't. You don't want to necessarily tell everybody what's going on. So we'll keep that in-house, which I thought was fair. And yet, it doesn't temper your curiosity. No, in fact, it probably calls more attention to it. But the thing that I thought right away is, it's got to be because these more, more and more college athletes have been empowered through NIL. And so, guess what? We can... Guess what? We're, we're not... We just we got a little juice. We got some juice now. Well, so it's not like, like I was reading a little bit into the story, and I don't think it's the same situation. Back in the day, Candace Parker, when she was at Tennessee, was disciplined by Pat Summit for missing curfew, mm-hmm. and so that was explained. She was out for personal reasons, and then she returned when she got herself under, you know, basically served her time that was imposed by the head coach, and. There's been some rumors about Angel Reese's grades not being up to par, or and maybe she is taking her empowerment because I think she's she's one of the top paid athletes in the country. She's making one point seven million dollars via NIL. So if she don't want to play, she doesn't have to play. Right. And no one really knows which side of you know is it because it's Angel Reese's decision? Is it because of the coach? Was there some? I don't know, discrepancy with the team. No one really knows yet. All we do know is that Angel Reese has not been present for the LSU women's basketball team in their last, I think, two games. Mm. And I'm sure it's going to come out eventually, but for the time being, we're not going to know. Them's the ropes. Think that's helping LSU? Probably not, but all they need her for is a tournament, right? I don't know. I'm just, just asking. Uh, let's go to JD. JD's in Redwood City. Hey, JD, what's going on, man? Yeah. Not much, not much. Yeah. Hey, I kind of like what Draymond did. You know why? Because he shows the toughness that the Warriors have on their team, and he's showing these youngsters, man, let's be tough, man. Because we ain't tough right now. JD, when Draymond you say can't be the only tough one, when you say you like what Draymond did, what what uh what specifically? Just being, this, this having his teammate back with Gobert at that with Gobert, yeah, with gotcha. That. And then I mean, we all want to run our tests on our team. We all want to uh, 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 Dennis Robin on our team to show that toughness. Why do you think the Warriors got four titles out of this? Because of Draymond. Draymond is the key. He's the key to Curry. He's the key to Clay Thompson. Without without Draymond, Clay and and Curry is not where they at right now. 
Thanks, JD. Appreciate the call. Well, like it, I said, like Evan, I was like, you could make a case that he just was protecting a teammate, which he was, and the Warriors teammates might even be cool with that. My whole thing is that's great. That's five games now. You're without him. See, I, see, I think he may. You know, I think there's a chance that he may, he's targeted. He's going to get targeted more and more and more. And all I'm looking at it from now is a practical standpoint, Evan. Of, I mean, if, if something were to happen again and he gets eight games, well, you know, now that's a seat. That's a. Now you might not be good enough to, to fit. You know what I mean? Now you are really hurting the season, and that might not be fair, but. That could be what happens. And someone like Ron Artest at the caller's point might be a valuable piece to a championship team, but he also might be the guy that gets himself tossed out of the league for a season in a year in which the Indiana Pacers legitimately had a chance to win a te- win a title. Like, if you listen to Reggie Miller or Jermaine O'Neal, or if you just go watch the Mouse at the Palace documentary, those guys, Stephen Jackson, all said that that was their best team. And they're coming off a conference finals appearance, and they had legitimate aspirations. They thought they were the best team in basketball that year. They could have won a title. But because of what Ron Artest did and the punishment, which was unfair or not, you lost him for the season. And the, what the Warriors cannot afford to find out is if the league is willing to do something that is greater than five games should Draymond get in trouble again. And also, if you're a player on another team... To your point, Steiny, mm-hmm. now you have more reason to believe you could get Draymond ejected from a game. If you want to try and press his buttons, if you want to try and poke the bear, well, now he's not... He, he kind of has to reel it in a bit because the refs are going to have their eyes on him, the league's got their eyes on him, and they've already shown that because of precedent, they're not afraid to dole out on punishment that might be unfair, and it might be a situation where you're defending your teammate, but at the end of the day, you're hurting your team because you're not on the floor. Uh, I completely agree, and you got to figure out what is what's manageable and kind of what isn't manageable. But Warriors play tonight, by the way. They play the Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul revenge game. I almost forgot about that. You know what I'm saying? I think he does want to stick it to Phoenix. I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it, based on the way he that he he left. I think he feels like somebody stuck it to him in Phoenix. Don't you? Yeah, it might be James Jones. Hey, by the way, or I'm gonna I may tease this. I forgot. Uh, Did you say you were gonna you're gonna call somebody out at some point? That was a certain no big time public figure. No, I just go just ahead. You can disagree do that. a little bit. You want me to do it now? Nah, nah. nah we'll wait till about one o'clock. One o'clock. Yeah, because then we can get back into football. We got KJ Wright coming up at one thirty, talking about the Seahawks and the Forty Nineers. It does have to do with the Forty ers and. For the record, it's a very well-respected journalist that I just happen to have a difference of opinion with. Hmm. Get ready, Bay. Not going uh, to crush him. Let's go to Mike in San Jose. What's going on, Mike? How you doing, man? Hey, uh, you know, it's that one day of the year I like to call in and say I'm grateful and thankful for the opportunity to listen to you guys for another year. For you guys to take my calls and have some friendly banter. Thank you. I think you guys do a great job. Uh, Evan, I hope you had a good trip to Italy back when you went. Thank you. Saw Goo with Dad. 
So, you know, just a good day to be a Warrior fan. Can't get me riled up at Thanksgiving. The world will, the sun will still rise. And I never said this before, Steiny, but I know why I like you so much. It's because I went to service, and then I used my GI Bill and went to Boston College in the 80s. Good for you. And sat in that same Boston Garden as you for six years watching the Celtics. And that's where I got my love of basketball, and that's why I love the Warriors. So just a thankful year, and you guys Thank have you. a great day. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate the call. Mike's been a solid caller. Mike, man. Um, I I must say that I only went to the Boston Garden once to watch a game. Really? I, I cut when I was covering the Warriors, I went. But I only went to one game at Boston Garden. So all of your Celtics fandom was <clears throat> from watching them on TV? Correct. It's correct. Well, it's tough because you, you weren't in... You were never in Boston, right? No, like, I was, like you in, never lived I was there. outside Philadelphia. Yeah. I hated the Sixers because of Irv, Julius Irving. Well, no, but I'm saying... When he, he stiffed me for an autograph, <laughs> I hated the Sixers. Yeah. You still and do. I, re- I remain... Well, now I don't really Yeah, care. well, yeah, I'm glad to but see you. I still you, can't stand Irving. Glad to see you let it go. And you know what? People like Steiny, you, you don't think Julius Irving's very good as a player, like one of the top 20 players in history. No, I don't. Why not? Because he stiffed me for an autograph. That's why. <laughs> But he was great. Not, yeah, I know he was, but he stiffed me, so he's not on my top 25. Well, so you, you didn't see Julius Irving's greatness the same way you didn't see Stephen Curry's greatness coming. And we're oh, talking about no, our, no, no. our worst. Well, it's, it's different. Irving came into the NBA, and he was pretty much established. Uh, Curry. The ABA, right? Yeah, Curry I, Curry, I missed some breadcrumbs on. Curry, I missed some breadcrumbs on on, the, on his way to greatness. Oh, how but, come? Oh, well. I mean, you want to, you want to, we can get into your biggest life, one of, you know, sports take, freezing cold takes or turkeys. Uh, so uh, I, I didn't realize the game was moving. At, there were two things I didn't realize. I didn't realize the game was moving as fast as it was to the three point game. And you know what I liken it to? Did you ever go from zero to 100? Let's say, in theory, in a car. In high school. You know, you do realize that if you're going 10 miles an hour, 580. You do realize that it, if you're going 10 miles an hour, it takes longer to get to 11 miles an hour than if you were driving 20 miles an hour going to 21 miles per hour. See what I'm saying? Momentum. If I'm going 10 miles an hour, Okay, and uh, I go one mile in a minute. Mm-hmm. If I go 20 miles an hour, I'm obviously going to go one mile in less time. My point is, as you accelerate, you go <laughs> faster and faster and faster, and you get to the next mile per hour more quickly. It builds, people. Yeah, velocity. And what was I talking about? <laughs> I'm still trying to figure. Oh, uh, well, we're talking about our worst takes, and so you couldn't see where the three-point game was going because oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. didn't see the build. So, so Curry, the NBA, yes, correct, and it just kept getting faster and faster and faster. It never leveled off. Mm-hmm. And also, Curry was the like shot it better than anybody else ever in the history of the game. Like that's what's the, hey. Let me ask you. This is what people. This is kind of get. If I say, hey, hey, uh, Evan. Mm-hmm. He's the greatest passer in the NBA. Right now? NBA history. 
Uh, Next pass. John Stockton. Or, yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, Kuzi. All right. Isaiah. Uh, hey, who's the greatest, greatest uh, rebounder in NBA history? Mark Eaton. Yeah, that was Chamberlain. Okay. Definitely Chamberlain. Uh, Russell. Uh, who's the best defensive player in the NBA? Uh, ever. Ever. Bill Russell. Nah, it was Jordan. It was Jordan. It really was. Okay. Who's the best shooter in NBA history? Number 30. So, in one aspect of the game, there's no dispute. There's a dispute over who the greatest player is in the game. Some people would say LeBron. But what, what I'm getting at is there's nobody that disputes Curry's the greatest shooter the game has ever seen. Kill me. You I were, didn't see it coming. You were late to the party. Oh, yeah. The baby had already been born yeah. before uh, before you got there. No, so this was off of off of yesterday. Uh, John Dickinson was in for, for Willard, and, and J.D. was having some fun, and I, actually, I was listening, and I really liked the segment. They're talking about, you know, like, there were sports takes, because, you know, J.D. had a, a tweet about Dan Campbell a while ago, got resurfaced. I honestly didn't think it was that that bad, but... JD was nice enough to have some fun with the Lions fans and talking about their worst sports takes. So I asked Steiny today what his worst sports take was and late to the party on Steph. Yeah, I guess the way I'd characterize it, yeah, I did. I was I was a little uh skeptical. We gotta understand he changed something that nobody you know, he was a forerunner. When Steph Curry came into the league, they were they were point guards, and they were shooting guards. And under an old way of thinking, it used to put limitations on a player. He's like He is responsible for changing that, or the most responsible for changing that. So, yeah, that was a big, that, you know, that's one thing. I mean, we, he came into the league, he was called a tweener. Because he wasn't a shooter, he wasn't a point, and that was all. And so was, that's what Draymond's done too. They both came into the league tweeners or undersized for a four or two, respectively. And they both Curry more than Draymond changed the way the game is played. All right, uh, let me see. One twenty. That's one now. Hey, uh, you know what? It's always a good time, but especially now. Download the Odyssey app. It's free. You can listen to any show at any time, hear interviews. You can hear Anthony Slater. He was talking Warriors earlier, Steve Kerr yesterday. Download the Odyssey app uh, on 95.7 The Game. And that was brought to you by the Golden State Warriors. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.